Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Swim podcast, swim podcast. How's it going? I'm Daniel P. Carter and welcome to the podcast, Someone Who Isn't Me. This is episode 16 and it's with Ross Robinson, who is a record producer and engineer who has made truly groundbreaking albums and he's known for his work with people like Slipknot and Korn and Limp Bizkit and At The Drive-In and Blood Brothers and Headwound City and Cancer Bats and Red Fang and The Cure, etc., so when I was over in LA a couple of months ago, um, I went and met up with him in the afternoon and we I went to his house, which is where his studio is as well, and we sat out on the balcony which overlooks the beach, which is incredible. Um, so there's a lot of background noise, but it doesn't really matter because it's the sound of the sea and aeroplanes going over and people riding past on bikes, enjoying beautiful weather and scenery. And we really got into it. And he's an amazing person. I'd not met him before. We got a bunch of mutual acquaintances. But um, I was really looking forward to actually just sitting down and having a conversation with him. Because I think we share similar opinions on certain things. As it turned out, I had a really amazing chat with him. And it was a beautiful afternoon. Just sat out there in the sun um, with him and his, and his dog called Carl. Uh, and we got into it. So this is Ross Robinson. You know, this is the first time we've met. Yeah. But we've like, known each other forever. Yeah. <laughs> it feels that way. Like, yeah. we've got so many mutual friends. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's funny because when, when I've always thought of you, and I don't want it to make you feel uncomfortable in any way. It's all right. I always found, you know, there are people that make records, and, you know, I've, I've worked with a bunch, and I know quite a few. And, but then I also think that there's this other group of people that make records that have this sort of vibe about them from 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 an outside perspective yes right and you know people like and and not in the same way because i i think like ruben and i think albini are, are two of those people and yet they're diametrically opposed from each other yes in the in in their way they work and 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 their their entire ideal as well but i put you in that category as well and i think that's because aside from the fact that you've made so many like hugely important and groundbreaking records mm-hmm. you know I hear all this stuff about the way you work as well and I think that's really interesting do you I mean how do you how do you view it do you like see yourself as being the way uh, I work yeah I mean and like do you do you ever consider that as an idea I guess not because it would be a weird thing to sit and go I'm in a gang with these guys <laughs> but do you know what I mean well because like, you don't yeah you don't come across as being a guy that just makes records is what I mean. 
No, I would be doing something else if I was just making records because I've been doing it long enough. If there wasn't like a a purpose to it mm. and a meaning behind it, it's um, then it would it wouldn't um, fulfill me enough. Uh, or to try to chase some sort of result, um, it wouldn't be worth it. Mm. Uh, so. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> Basically, I think those guys made important records, you know, that influenced a lot of people to kind of mimic what they do. Yeah. And I've gotten a lot from those two examples. Um, but do you feel like you're the same way in the way you work? Do you feel like a lot of people have just gone, oh, he works like this and that and this, and, and tried to mimic that? Well, they'll see. There'll be stuff like like fringe things that happened inside the studio that are like, oh, he threw this or he made me cry or this and that. Mm. And it's all completely out of context. Yeah. Um, what I try to do is, is start from the lyric of the song and the meaning and the feeling tone. And I want, if somebody's going to sing about something fucked or happy, love, despair, um, joy. I want you to actually experience that exact subject. So I'm going to inquire and go deeper and deeper and deeper into the core of what you're doing. And people don't really want to feel what they're singing about. And so I get a bad yeah. rap a lot of times because if you're going to write it down, I'm going to go there. And I'm not fucking scared because nobody has anything that I want. I just know that the it came out of a maybe a subconscious place that's really important. And yeah. um, I think that the lyric is God and not me or the singer who would complain in the press or whoever it would be, you know. Um, I, I take this as a... As a a ministry I use it like that yeah um, the microphone to me is is a portal to throw a rope through it yeah grab and what will grab the other side is a ghost made of fire and blood and I want to pull that back through the microphone and throw it or and I want to pull it out of the wherever the invisible and stick it onto a, a roll of tape yeah. <laughs> right. Tape on for drums and then hard drive for the rest. Yeah, because that's that's what that's the core of of why people make music anyway. Yeah, it's bigger than our personalities and and what we think we are and what we think we're doing. Mm. Um, so, uh, do I have a plan about how I'm going to do it? Uh, no, but I have a feeling of how awesome it. It is so that feeling tone I'll chase that craving of knowing what it is that I'm going after because I'll I'll have a, a feeling of the lyric and knowing of it and and it guides me to mic this cabinet to grab this guitar mm. to use this amp to use this kick drum and snare you know to go this isn't right I don't uh, and then it'll guide me again you know and um, 
uh, I just don't question it. I'm a slave to a, a voice that's like it's telling me, and it's all lyric driven. Yeah. And so, um, you know, who wants to go through that process if they don't have to? <laughs> you yeah. know, it's 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 really hard to allow me to inquire into something that you're not really too stoked to reveal you know these hidden caverns that you've got locked up maybe and you know and but um that's where i love hunger in the new bands uh the ones that are willing uh the ones that are loyal to uh what's beyond them and not what they're th thinking and believing yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. I think that's the core of all great art, and and I think it's it's weird because music is a thing that um, it's a universal language. It sounds like <laughs> such a cliche, right? But do you know what I mean? It's, it's everywhere. Wherever you are, you're sat in a car. There's music playing. You go into a restaurant. There's music playing, and because it's it's become so all encompassing and all enshrouding that it almost devalues what is the root of it if you look at the root of where music comes from going back you know and it, it was a shamanic thing right yes it was, it was like conversing with spirits and yes and, and ancestors and god yep however you want to look at it right yep and um or you could if you want to just look at it in a purely psychological way and, and not get involved in in what's really there yep i think yep. you could you can go oh it's just your subconscious and but it's like, well, why is that the way it is? Yeah, I feel like it's it's so undervalued because music is it's just it's like fast food now. A lot of it, right? Because it because it fulfills a need, but not the need of the people making it. Um, actually, I don't agree with that because okay. the the process is the food. The process of of getting through that that layer and that thick wall and breaking into a, another dimension that you've never expected or known could exist it's so fulfilling oh and no i agree that's what i mean but well, what, that's what, the payoff that's, yeah but what i'm that's what, all we have yeah but what i'm saying is is that um there seems to be so you know music like like for sale yeah like the, in the, yeah there's there's so the much there's so much music the true stuff that is breaking through that wall that realizes its origin and why it is and why it feels that way and it, and it has a cathartic release for people that music kind of gets lost amongst amongst everything else that is the music that doesn't have any of that is what i was trying to say i wasn't okay say, I, um, I wasn't i have a i have a resolution for that too right great choruses <laughs> you know where yeah. people that are doing the real deal stuff mm. they're missing the chorus yeah you know it's a just another verse you know as a chorus and just because yeah. they repeat a line doesn't mean it's a chorus it's just more verse that means a lot and yeah. and if it, it it's songwriting is is really rough and tough it's hard it's mm. so it's so simple that somebody that really goes there um the simplicity might be insulting to them yeah <laughs> yeah 
but that's the the genius is to not feel insulted and say something so potent and real but make just make it a chorus just work on it stop at the chorus and work on it yeah just work on it and and if it feels like a verse question yourself turn it into a friggin chorus man yeah like um every single band that went really big that i've done has had songs yeah and that's just the difference between and you know like Slipknot wasn't supposed to be on the radio or corn, <laughs> you know yeah. that we weren't even thinking about that but for some reason we all had a sense of balance enough <laughs> for it to accidentally happen hmm. you know because we like you know 80s new wave or something I don't know yeah <laughs> well I mean that was a, I mean when you look at that uh, you, you look at those bands from that era from the 80s and stuff it did feel like what was pop music yeah you look back at it now and you go that was really going places it was really digging in and it and it, it had real value to it yep. whereas pop music now which is what I was trying to say just feels like it's confection yeah well it that's making something to get something and so people are left pretty dry yeah um, there's a few that jump through the definitely hoop. I, there was there was an artist I can't remember who it was like some big pop artist and um, her voice cracked a little bit mm. in one chorus or something and there was all this press about she cracked <laughs> yeah and I'm like motherfucker <laughs> like all I do is crack <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but you know it's like dealing with master songwriters as compared to metal dudes you know yeah. ripping yeah you know <laughs> yeah it's finding that balance right <laughs> yeah it, it's all in the dynamics and, and you know like you saw Ghost last night they have yeah. songs yeah simple great songs so they're one of the top bands now yeah simple yeah it's true enough they worked on their frigging choruses um and i think no matter what the deal is with business outside of what we're doing um if we're loyal to our craft and really work on it rather than just go oh that's badass and then mm. right, let it go you know like nah the the dude that i can't remember his name this old guy he lives right like 10 houses down he died a couple of years but he wrote hound dog <laughs> wow yeah and and he was this surly old dude just like bitter and like badass he's old and he's like rewrite <laughs> rewrite <Yeah. laughs> that's what i got from him rewrite and you know <laughs> it's like I, i'm gonna take that yeah. And there was just fire coming out of this old guy. It was pretty cool. Amazing. I can't breathe, believe I don't remember his name, but yeah. anyway. Um, it's that, I mean, you look at those records like you're saying about like Corn and Slipknot was never meant to be on the radio. Or at the drive-in. Yeah. What the hell? It's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, those uh, those albums, for a start, okay, put it this way. So the Corn album, the first Corn album, Slipknot, you know, that was like really dark stuff happening. Yeah psychically dark yeah and yet it resonated so much because it felt like pe it, people had been crying out for it and that and and they wrote great songs just that yeah but but it wasn't but it was like there was it's like ha 
to, to make great songs out of something that was so, like, you know, open and visceral. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, that must have been a crazy time. When you were making those records, you must have known that it was great art, but did I anyone just... have the concept that it was going to no. change the face of heavy music? No, that's none of our business. Yeah. And it's still none of my business, and I'm not um, here to get pat on the back. No, no, but... You know, well, during the process, you know, a lot of people are expecting and win this and that, you know, and that becomes part of the room. It's just dirty. Yeah. You know, it's it's not my vibe. And there's there's a, a lot of dudes out there that concentrate solely on that yeah you know, and, and that's good for them and good but nobody will remember them when they die mm. <laughs> they're just gonna be dudes that want it that think they don't have enough and there's something out there that's better than what they have you know and, yeah um yeah if that's it, the driving agenda true. yeah I, I agree no matter what the situation you know it's like there's there's no there's nothing except an image of what I think could be and since it's an image it's not real so there's nothing over there (laughs) possible if I start comparing myself it's like I'm comparing an image of what this band did or this producer did and it's not real because it's it's I made it up in my head. You know? Yeah, it's so, your perception of why it is yeah. the way it is. Yeah. These people are gonna, you know, no, those are images. So nothing is gonna. Oh. So that defeating, like, comp- competitive thing. Yeah. Um, is only that defeating, if you have an image in your head of what you think. Um, so I, I try to make sure that that is constantly running in the room. So there's a, a, a freedom and a safety in, in your expression, you know, and you could take it places that will never have been conceived for that artist, you know. Yeah. So. And how, how is it? Because I, I imagine, like, not everyone is going to be able to be that open about stuff. I know I've been in bands since I was a kid, and I know yeah. that you always have certain people within a band you know and you click with certain people and that and that chemistry's right but then quite often there'll be somebody that's just like not prepared to go there with certain things yeah that must be tough um only if i think they're not perfect (laughs) (laughs) if i see them as absolutely amazingly perfect the way they are then all is well yeah yeah i i don't i don't want to force anybody to do anything that they think they shouldn't do and i've made that mistake like like on the the that later corn record I worked on, um, I wanted them so badly to be the band that did Life Is Peachy, and they're not. They're yeah, different they're, people. They have course. families. Well, I didn't know, of course. Oh, okay. At the time, I was like, ah, went in there with this rapness, ah, and everybody's looking at me like I'm a freak. You know, like it. It just doesn't work. You know, because I'm not of that. I'm not settled in my musical thing, you know. Um, I wanted people to be what I projected them to be, like mm. who they used to be, and 
you know they're they're not those people and it's completely unfair for me to push for that old entity um i I learned a lot on it what not to do and um yeah it was it was definitely a, a learning curve on the up for me it's a weird one though isn't it because when you first form a band and you first start making music it's almost like there's a certain innocence to it yeah. right where oh, yeah. like why why are you doing this oh, I just want to hang out with my friends and I want to make music yeah and then you know maybe that works out in such a way that it's like certain certain things start coming through yeah and that's a beautiful thing yeah but then when other people see that and appreciate that and like a, if a band gets really big then that that ideal sort of shifts because it's like okay well I never expected to be making me making uh, money through making music I never knew that this would be yeah this would be a career as as opposed to being something that I was doing because it moved me yep and that shift is you see it a lot in a lot of bands I've I've been in a band where I felt that shift yeah where it suddenly goes from being fun to so like (laughs) right now we've got to start thinking wait now we've I got a mortgage now, and and, yeah. and and I'm doing, and this is how I make my money. Yeah, you know, I just I quit working at a supermarket or yeah. whatever that I did in between band rehearsals, and and you know, I, I, that is a that is a beautiful thing that people can get to be in a position where where that becomes their that they can there's life they're, they're, yeah they're living, and that's a beautiful thing, but but it's also a trap because because then you lose the focus of of the initial thing itself but it's a tough one isn't it because like when you see bands that have had long careers you see that you see them those that are lucky enough to ride that through yeah then you see the point where they almost like smash through the other side of that of it being a business to just being again it's yeah, we're having fun again yeah we haven't got to worry about money because it's all there and yeah we've got everything we could ever want yeah so now we can have fun again and, and, and hopefully get to the core of what, why we started a band in the first place. But that shift is a tough thing to, to deal with for a lot of people, I think, that are lucky enough to get to that point. Yeah, um, I, think it, I think it's possible to stay consistent um, uh, by not becoming too big. <laughs> yeah. So there's a sense of hunger all the time. Um, there was a, for me personally, there was a time where I was you know I had labels with Virgin and Geffen and uh, Artist Direct and you know there was just so much money coming in and it was kind of extreme um, with you know like you know the press is all like stoked and you know just people coming into my life and um, and I started just racing motocross yeah because and breaking myself it was the weirdest thing I broke 27 bones in my body training and racing and wow. racing and training I wanted to become a, a, a vet pro before I turned 40 <laughs> and I made it <laughs> but the price tag was I, I just fucking didn't respect music I still made it but I wasn't respecting the deep core of what gift I was being given Hmm. um, to 
to do it and not hurt myself. Um, I don't. I don't know what. I guess what it was about is getting back to the hunger. Um, so during uh, Iowa, I broke my back, and I from that. I think it was '01. From then until a year and a half ago, I've been in constant pain, racing and riding and training and racing and making records and. And there, up to the surgery, there was a point where I, I got to, just like I'm gonna start doing drugs, just give me opiates or, I gotta have a surgery. Yeah. And um, uh, my ego's too, full on to become a drug addict. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, um, so I chose the surgery. <laughs> And um, I'm out of pain. So this last year, uh, I think I recorded 75 songs this year. Wow. And um, I, I, there's a, a, a layer that's been removed. You know, something happened. Um, this hunger, this appreciation, this, this sweetness with, with knowing that it's there. You know, like, oh my God. God, it's there, and I'm just like pressing buttons and asking questions and going deeper and deeper and deeper into the players and like, what is it? What is it? Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, go, go, <laughs> and and um, and, and I and I realized that this 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 hunger, uh, and gratitude and appreciation, where I could just, you know sell my stuff and live and not work you know just retire if I wanted to but life is just beginning right now um and it and it's not that uh, if I you know I'm hungry hmm. you know and I think it's an internal thing and not a situation thing yeah you know I think uh if you're broke doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be hungry you might need to do it to get bills paid and yeah. then you're screwed um yeah everybody has bills but the art of giving is is uh billless it doesn't believe in it yeah. <laughs> that's just something we do and and pretend it's really happening hmm. and um as long as as long as I don't believe in that and I believe in what I'm giving, then uh, everything will be supported. I don't know how. It's pretty woo-woo spiritual stuff, but it works out. Though. It works. Oh my God! I, like when you're on the right path, things fall into place, and and think and attitude and, and, and gratitude and, yeah. and humility and, and, and yeah. I, I mean things happen to make make that obvious that you're on the right path which yeah. does sound a little you know but it's true I, oh, I, I yeah, believe it, it is I, I, and it is a magical thing 100% well, as a musician you know what that is you know like when that thing when your brain turns off and you black out and you're just all giving mm. you're in you're on the rail and so it I think it's possible with maintenance and and you know a decent diet 
you know, mental maintenance, you know, find something that works for you, um, just to keep reality in place and not the illusion, you know, like, I'm right here, this is a microphone, and all my parts work on my body right now, and oh my god, isn't this great? Mm. Like, that's a table. Wait, who told me that's a table? Um, why did I believe him? Is it a table? Well, I'll agree with him, and so that's cool. You know, just keep it here. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, though, isn't it? I think when you're, when you're open to, to making art and music, well, it's the same thing. When you're open to making genuine art, it's interesting that you describe it as like riding a rail. Because it's and and it also made me think about when you're saying where you're like almost like you're throwing a rope out into the to the abyss. Yeah. Almost. Right. Yeah. And and when you give in to those things, and and people are in that you know, however they want to view it, whether they're in the zone when they're writing or in they're in the right headspace. I but, call it the blackout. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it. I did an interview with Alan Moore recently, mm. and he said a really really beautiful thing I thought he said that artists are like windows mm-hmm. and that they need to I, I can't repeat it properly because I'm terrible with remembering stuff and it <laughs> won't come across nearly as eloquently but he said essentially that that you should always always be aware that you're placing it you just keep yourself clean and open and as big as possible yep to let the light shine through but don't ever think that that when you look down at the light shining on the floor that looks beautiful that you're making that light you're not you're just yep you're an open window letting that that sunlight come through and I, looking and I, down on the floor is none of our business mm-hmm. we have yeah. no business thinking anything about that if it shines back on and hits us with whatever we think is great then it's just a bonus mm. but the the gift is as it's happening, as it's cruising. And um, I like to add that with when we track stuff and like the band is like, oh my God, this is so good. I go, okay, cool. Let's throw the drive in the ocean right now off the pier. They're like, what? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I say it to everybody. Let's do it. Let's throw it off the ocean into the ocean and they're like why would we do that i go because that's not that result isn't what we just did yeah you know that's not what we're doing the product is the process the process yeah keep it there keep it there keep it there keep it there the 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 drive holding the, all the, the document music, of that is yeah it's bullshit <laughs> yeah of course you know in the end, like after I get them convinced, yeah, let's throw it in. <laughs> We're like, I'm like, all right, we'll keep it. It's <laughs> 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 <This is> like, <laughs> it's like people's hearts drop. They're like, their brains are getting stretched. Like, why does he say that? What's, yeah. you know, because we're so result driven. Yeah. And, and that just fucks a band. Yeah. You know, all the good stuff happens is, during the moment of having your friends come into the control room and, and saying, oh, check this out. And they're like, oh my God. And then there you go. Mm. That moment and you're just like hearing it for the first time through that person. You yeah. know? So I thought I heard it a thousand times 
before this person heard it. So what the fuck am I hearing? Hmm. You know, I. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's nothing there. There's... It, I don't know what it is, you know? And yeah. So, so, I don't know what my point is, but when you do something, um, it's definitely the process that uh, is the focus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it helps a lot for a record to be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, thinking about it, right, so... so people became aware of you through through those early records mm-hmm. right and great records so then th- there must have been like a bunch of people who were like oh so to get that we need to work with you and that's how it will come out right <laughs> so so then how how was that period i guess there must have been like a ton of people all was there like a queue of bands and labels and management just going go, go and work with this guy because then that's what will happen and it's, that's not what's going to happen is it so how how did you like I w- I've never been that, that guy and weed through it and never been that guy what with people lo- knocking on your door and saying yeah yeah really yeah it's the weirdest thing um, I think because it, nobody can put a finger on what it is because mm. it's not supposed to be commercial no, I, yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, what are the chances when you look at it that way? Yeah. So it is crazy. It's confusing. Well, it's a beautiful thing because it gives yeah. real hope to everything because it, it yeah. means yeah. Then, then people are prepared to uh, really experience and enjoy great art and I, see it for what it is en masse. Yeah, my commitment is, has always been from the musicians and the bands it, just the bands and um, uh, like Frank Euro um, he uh, sought me out because he liked the Headwound City record and yeah. you know that's how it works it's kind of he talked to Cody you know who played in the Blood Brothers and yeah. you know there's like a, a cool little little thing going on it's not little it's massive because doing just those two records was oh man heaven just heaven Mm. like people want to know what heaven is it's like watching those dudes rip it's awesome Mm. and and I get some money for that like to pay my house payment it's like how lucky can I possibly be this is crazy you know so um 
I'm not part of the good old boys club, you know, it's just kind of, you know, by the, it just happens, it happens. And yeah, I, I like we were saying, when, when you're on the right track, these things happen, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like... And I, people can, people, you know, I think the thing is, other people recognize it in other people, the, the ones that are on a similar path. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, so I guess that's why when you're at high school, you kind of gravitate towards a certain group of people, like, or you have like a couple of friends because they're, they're on the same path as you. Yeah. And they're into the same things. And, and it, things mean the same to them as they do to you. And I guess that's why certain artists, because I, I was thinking about this earlier, and, and it's like, how do you choose the artists that you work with? And I guess it's, it's, that's the questions back to front. I guess it's more the people that, um, that recognize in, in the people that, that they respect. It's that very... have worked with you. They then will come to you and go, we want you to like, make a record with I th- us. I think the bands that that know I'm down for getting the most absolute raw crushing version of their greatest live show yeah as a studio recording <laughs> I, I I do have one competitive thing that just overwhelms me is is I cannot stand when a singer or a band outperforms one of the performances we do in the studio. <laughs> it drives me crazy. <laughs> what, in a live situation? Yeah, you mean? When, yeah. when they're up in front of like 100,000 people or yeah. 20 people or whatever it is, like if they smoke our version, I'm just like, <gasps> <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, but then that's a different. It's not though. Why is it different? Because you are. <laughs> if we're gonna get woo woo about it, <laughs> then surely if you're putting out and you're also channeling things through you, yes, right, yes, then then that's gonna be the most pure version of that, yes, piece that you're doing. Yes. However, how is that then the factor of then being in front of a bunch of other people mm-hmm. that are experiencing that and appreciating that thing and mm-hmm. then projecting it back out so mm-hmm. it becomes like a weird loop? So it's only going to be magnified, right? So then, how can you? How can you? I'm so competitive against that <laughs> because you need because to start I have with like 300 have, people watching. That just... I have the advantage of mm. the story of that song. Yeah, that's true. Where live is like one giant song. Mm. So my advantage, I think, is deeper than yeah. In, but when they when that happens and I see it, I'm just like ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so that's funny. <laughs> I beat myself up a little bit over that. <laughs> like, how can I go deeper with that? You know? Yeah. So, um, it, it's fun. You know, it's not like an angry thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have, oh God. How do you, how, so how do you go about like, say a band was to come to you mm-hmm. and and you didn't feel like they were in touch with what it is that they should be in touch with? Like, how do you how do you choose the bands? I, well, do you know what I mean? I don't mean that in a... Because I don't mean that to come across like I'm saying, like you're sat in a giant golden throne going, you... No, yeah. Yeah, I don't mean it like that. You know what I'm saying though, right? Well, for me, it's like um, asking, can I be in your band? Yeah. You know, that's what it feels like. I hmm. want to be in your band. And so I get to be in The Cure. 
I get to being at the drive-in. I get to, <laughs> you when know you what I mean? When you put it like that, that blows my mind. <laughs> if my favorite band of all time in the whole universe of bands that have ever existed, I get to be in The Cure. In, yeah. I get to be in Corn when they play Daddy. You know, fuck. I get to be <laughs> in Slipknot when they play Tattered and Torn. You know, I get to be in... God, the Blood Brothers. Yeah. When they play guitar me, or you know yeah. what I mean, or Cecilia. It's like, ah, oh, I feel so cool. Yeah. You know, I get to be in freaking Headwind City. Oh my God, what a dream. Yeah. It couldn't get better than that. Oh my God. Yeah. So. <laughs> See that you're saying about so. Get to be in Red Fang, dude. Yeah. Holy shit, that's the best thing ever. Yeah. Oh my god yeah, holy that crap i'm kind of tripping myself out right now realizing <laughs> it <laughs> it's like you're saying about about the cure dude unbelievable just so above and beyond but how did that come about like how did um i did a a big push press tour when i signed a virgin and mm. um you know the uk is so awesome with press and i i just spent days giving interviews and yeah they don't really know what questions to ask producers back then um so they would go who's your favorite band who would you like to do i'm on mm. the cure or who's your favorite <laughs> producer i think robert smith is <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what's your favorite record pornography you know like so it all that bombardment of press just people kept you know hitting you going, why is this metal guy talking about you guys and and he called me up and said uh would you be into producing the cure i'm like uh yeah <laughs> and he goes i have another weird question would you be interested in signing the cure to your label i'm all uh yeah wow. <laughs> you're actually signed <laughs> let me send you a check right now <laughs> wow. yeah i signed what? him twice right. the um I had a, a label deal with Artist Direct, and um, we did Blood Brothers and The Cure, and then Artist Direct stopped, just pulled the plug, and then I did another deal at Geffen and signed them again. Yeah. So, <laughs> and they got to keep all their all the money from the first signing, and so we had an extreme budget. It was wow. Crazy. I've never met him. He's I'd, such I'd the coolest to. dude ever. Yeah. Oh I've my only heard God. amazing things about him. Just like, the coolest. Like um, a friend of mine was working with um, that band, you know, 65 Days of Static. Mm. And, um, and and Robert was really taken with him. And he was like, yeah. do you want to come and do these shows around the UK? So they that blew their minds and they yeah. did it. And then um, and then he was like, why don't you come and do the, the, the European dates? And they were like, well, we don't know that we can afford it. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll... You know, and they were like, "Well, how are we going to get our gear t from here and here, and how are we going to do this?" He was like, "Well, we'll just put it in with all our stuff," and and was yeah. so giving. Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, just all supporting to young up and comers. Yeah. Like, yeah, he is a very very smart Beavis. <laughs> he drinks cool or Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like so funny and just so easy to 
get along with as long as you're authentic. Yeah. You know, and you know people get people are so addicted to fame and it, they lose their minds and it's yeah. kind of I think that kind of thing is rough, but um, just going hitting him with, dude, where is it? Where are you? What's going on? You know, when you're not feeling it, like, mm. let's go through it again. He's like, oh no, <laughs> but just knowing that, like, it's my favorite band in the world, my favorite singer, and that I have uh, a friggin' You know, it's it's. I have a job. Like an obligation, almost. Such an obligation to to fans to push this guy to emote something that most people wouldn't push him to go to. Yeah. You know, that's what he wanted for me to be me. And was um, that was that tougher doing it with them, for example, than with like you know, with Corn, for example, because that was you were there from the very start to the point where like, as you say you were you know, part of the band yeah but, but so is that is that is that different than being in a position where it's like somebody that you that you've kind of watched from afar and and just, and, and just and my life just moved yeah, <laughs> yeah. deepened um i it just made me even more full-on to step it up even harder. Wow. Yeah. Just just push and push. And um, there was a moment where, like, when we first started tracking the first song, I, I don't remember which one it was, but, you know, a couple of them were sitting down, and they were playing, and Robert absolutely insisted on a click. I couldn't win that battle. I just knew it was mm. the wrong way to go, but... You know, it's like fucking him. So, all right, <laughs> yeah. we'll do it to a click. Um, and they're just playing, and it just, fuck, man, what's going on? And, and I just stop them, you know. I'm like, you guys, The Cure is my favorite band ever, and you guys aren't fucking The Cure. You're wow. not The Cure. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? And I just, this thing was just like blowing through me, like the voice coming out. Yeah. Simon gets up and he throws his bass on the ground. <laughs> he was playing that sick Explorer too. I'm just like, he's, he's just like, takes off and goes to the fire starters house next door. And, um, and uh, everybody's just tripping out. I'm just like, that's fucking awesome. That's what I want. <laughs> and I'm like, look at that guy. Robert's like the only one standing up. His hair is sticking up. He's got his lipstick on yeah. like every day. He's like fucking Robert Smith. That's, yeah. You know, that's, that's not a, it's that's not, not that's, it's that's, not a badge. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's him. Him. And, and I'm like, look at that guy. Why don't you want to step up? You know, like just the whole like thing came out of me and uh simon came back eventually and we started again and they were just quiet and pissed yeah and they fucking raged through the song and when the song was done everybody was just so happy yeah <laughs> so happy and and robert um came to me 
privately and said like he said um when you when you were telling those guys that like he goes i'm i'm not able to talk like that to them it'll it'll crush him like i can't do it and he said he almost started crying he was so happy that i was doing that wow yeah i'm like oh <laughs> and then and then simon came to me later that night and he was wasted from the fire starters house and uh he's like ross i don't know what you're doing but it's cock on <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's cock on That's amazing. Uh, and um yeah so there was this like you know they're thinking and they're moving and they're pissed and they're like yeah. you know i'm the enemy or whatever but their best friend and like yeah. so it Just was facilitating fucking realness. scary dude yeah. it was so scary and um i didn't know what i was doing you know, just listening to that voice just pushed Being me through. Intuitive and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, fearlessly, you know. Yeah. That's uh, yeah because I mean, it is fearless to do that because especially when you're in that position because it, it, you could almost be literally taking a lighter and just burning that bridge right there and then. Oh but, yeah, we could just but, shut it down. <laughs> but yeah, to 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 do it fearlessly like that is, yeah, it's. it's it's pure, isn't it? Yeah, it's so awesome. There, there was another song we did, and um, it was such a heavy song, so important. And um, when uh, Robert, Robert did a, a acoustic overdub on it, because when we were doing drums, he was playing electric and. Um, when the acoustic was being done, it was like the whole vibe of the song went away. It's just like, oh no. So I go, I go in there, I'm like, all right, tell me, what's this about? You know, what's the song about? And again, he's like, oh no. <laughs> and so we go through it and we get this crazy exchange about this heavy ass subject and and I, I I literally stood in front of him as he replayed it it took just one take but he was sobbing and tears were falling over the wood on his guitar as he was playing it and oh my god it's like fuck you know it's like oh my god you know and that's it it's just it's just the guy's a friggin' uh, he's a he's a vortex. Yeah. Yeah. He has the power. Yeah. Get off the click. Get off the mind. Get into the blackout. You know, subject matter helps. Hmm. You know. So. <laughs> who? Yeah. Who? Who are the other people that you've like really seen that in? I mean, you. I mean, you've worked with so many incredible artists. Oh man. Do you find it's a, it's a case of like, like I was saying I about. I think Aaron earlier. from Red Fang and Brian, those two guys were so receptive and willing. Hmm. And I think they've been rushed, you know, in their last situations. And, you know, it's, it's rare for somebody to, to 
push buttons of the unthinkable like uh, I'm not gonna go there or talk about that sing in tune or go harder you mm. know like why you know and so it's it it really turns into um, you know with, with each person every artist I think there's well I know for a fact that there's a ghost to be captured and the ghost is invisible music is invisible and it you know it's there's a, a, a common gratitude when that that ghost appears mm. and gets captured onto the hard drive um, we uh, we're just all grateful mm. you know because there's there's something beyond the brain that that we're hearing when we hear it back that resonates to the ears that actually are real not the fake ones that go into the filter in our head yeah you know most of our filters are dirty so I want to bypass that and go into the into the um, the heart yeah deeply um, and it is a rope to uh, do the Princess Diana thing where she would where when she passed everybody walking the streets of London crying mm. you know I want to give people permission to be happy to be sad to be angry to be okay to you know and always look at the mountaintop and not down into despair I want to have inspired a kid doing his homework to get an A <laughs> yeah. you know or somebody tweeting a tweet you know and like they're the songs in the background and they say something fantastic and amazing that inspires like whoever you know I, I just want to expand um, love. Yeah. Only. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I think it, it's, it's, it's something that's taken me such a long time to realize, I think. And I, I think, I don't know whether it's not, whether it's due to me getting older and stuff, but you now I, I felt like I was almost having like this midlife crisis recently where yeah. I was like, I don't want to do anything now which I don't feel is actually adding. Yeah. You know? Like, why would I do that? And, and, it, and, it, and it felt like, um, like, like it could be misconstrued as being apathy. It wasn't. It was just like, does it have any value? Yeah. And, I, and, and like I've, that's one of those things, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's like a moment of clarity, I guess. Yeah. When you're giving, you're clear. Yeah. When you're trying to be safe, building walls, <laughs> doing the Trump thing, yeah. <laughs> you are absolutely in the world of illusion, as if everything's not okay in this moment, you know? Yeah. Just projecting the worst. But that just seems to be happening more and more, but then the positive side of that is the reaction that that brings within people that make art. Yeah. So it's almost like that's a necessity. I, mean, I agree. Ma I mean, may maybe, well, I don't know. Because then you get into that whole, you need great suffering to, like, to make great art. And that's not necessarily true. But those people that can turn that into great art, so may maybe those things, like everything's about a balance. So you, you do have to have the, the villain or, or the 
you know, idiot. Yeah. That's spouting bigotry and, and yeah. nonsense, and and a bunch of people are cheering him on. I like the fact that I get to see who the cheering people cheering on are. Yeah. They're exposing themselves they when they've themselves. been dormant and hiding. That's been happening a lot recently. <laughs> it's so cool to go, oh, okay, now I see what's going on. And, yeah. and um, yeah, exposure. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, because <laughs> at the time, <clears throat> excuse me, when all that started kicking off, I was like, this is fucking horrendous. Yeah. Who are all these people that are cheering? Who are these people that now think it's okay to come out and go, Oh, well, they've said racist things, so I can... So it's okay now, right? So yeah. I can let people know how I really feel. And I was like, that's fucking disgusting. No, it's not okay. But it's interesting the way you've just put it. It, it, is, it is quite a beautiful thing because it's like... There you are. Yeah, now I see you. <laughs> yeah. There you are. And mm. everybody grows from it. Yeah. It's that band member that's not ready to open up. Mm. I want them to be them so much that they do feel safe enough to maybe tell us why, you know? And then that's a huge milestone for somebody that's locked up. But then that's, it's it's almost like making a record is is a form of therapy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which, Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, of course it is. When you actually think about it, it's like, well, yeah, it should be. But um, but it isn't always, I um, guess, for some people. But then that, it's a, that, that's it, how you, you sift the, the, the great stuff from the stuff that isn't, I suppose. Yeah, I think, um, I, you know, for me personally, it's I'm here to irritate or inspire. <laughs> yeah. That's or inspire through irritation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a good life. Yeah. It's a really good life. Um, and uh, the the gig is a hundred percent. I'm not um, going halfway with it. Mm. Uh, the dedication is so deep that. Well, you see, it's just my dog Carl and I. Yeah. <laughs> And, and the bands live here. We make records, like real records, mm. fucking records. And um, they're basically life forms because we give them that attention and, yeah. and they go on living. Yeah. They really do. Um, you know, and why would you hold back and be safe with a life form? Don't you... you, you ugh. It's like you want to go as full on and as deep and dynamic. So it's just so dynamic. Like it, it's it's basically the universe is expanding at a rate we can't understand. And why is this body entity different than that when it's made out of? those elements yeah that's what we are yeah you know so um but the cool thing about music you do it one time to your absolute beyond your what you think you can do and then it continues giving at that level without stopping 
no matter how many times you copy, make, you know, MP3s and multiply mm. it and multiply it, it still keeps giving at the same level and rate. It's a ripple effect that uh, is infinite. It's yeah. infinite. Yeah. We're, as our bodies aren't, you know? Yeah. What we give is. So why be safe? Why worry about bills when we're creating something, you know? Mm. And it, that's why I love, I, I love to create a, a safe space for um, that ghost to fly and ripple out, mm. to be created and, you know, and if, yeah. <laughs> I'm super hyped on it. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a great. I think that's a great point to finish. Okay. That's that's. We're done. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I think it's. I mean, I, I could sit and have this conversation all day because I I, I, <laughs> I agree hundred percent. Oh, I see. Good Help dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true, man. Like, there's certain certain bands where that that come through that I'll speak to and and. and and I, you know, I see that in them. I know the ones that get it. 100%. Yeah. Percent. You can, you can just, you can feel it immediately. The lifers. Yeah. Yeah. And even, and even, and I mean, even if that's just people that are just starting out, yep. you see that spark in them because they, because they are those people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're my favorite. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> I had a, I had a, um, I've, I've never met them, but I, 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 oh no, that's not true. I have actually, like a couple of times. I interviewed the guys from Neurosis. Oh right. And uh, and I said to uh, Scott Kelly once about about this, you know, and I and I said about you know when 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 you're making art and it's flowing correctly, it's it's because you are you know as you say riding a rail. It's like you're connecting with a bigger thing. Things are coming through you. And um and he said yeah when when we're when the bands firing properly like when we're playing in a room there's more than the band members in that room 100% and that really stuck with me because it, it was it was actually like the more of these that I do I, I the more um, I don't know it's just more comforting to, to meet more people that because at times you know there's certain things where you just think well, I I think where it's like oh, that sounds so crazy, you know. But, but it's crazy to it's crazy to the normal thinking construct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because but, I I think yeah. yeah you get locked into that idea of this is, you know, as you said, this is this is everything yeah. that we know because this is what we've been told. Yeah. So we all agree on the same belief yeah. as it's the, as if it it's real, and it's not. Mm. <laughs> it's so not. We're so we're so silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you 
to Ross for being so hospitable. Thank you for Carl for being cool. And also thank you to Huck for helping sort that all out. I really appreciate that. It was an amazing episode and it was in a beautiful setting. And if you've got a complaint, say it was a little bit quiet, I could have turned it up, but then the sound of the ocean would have been a lot louder. And, you know, that's a very beautiful meditative thing, but it would probably would have had an adverse reaction on you actually listening to the conversation. Next episode is with Against Me's Laura Jane Grace. Thanks for listening. Please spread the word. If you could go to iTunes and leave a nice review and maybe give me a five-star rating for the podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. That would be wicked. Thanks a lot. I'm out. Peace.